It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey there, White Sox fans. We are getting creeping ever closer to the MLB season. And welcome to Sox Populi number 141, where we are going to be discussing the MLB with some of my very, very favorite, favorite friends from Southside Sox and the Chicago White Sox universe. That does include copy editor extraordinaire Crystal O'Keefe. Tommy Barbie, otherwise known as Father Soxibus, but now it's a summer Soxibus. He is with us to discuss White Sox. Hey, if you missed that, go back and listen to it. Not now. Listen to this one, then go back and listen to the White Sox podcast. Come on, people. Get with it. Season starting. Super Joseph Rhesus, crazy predictions. He wrote a whole piece on it. Again, linked in this post. Crazy post. How the, how the year is going to end for the White Sox and the Guardians and people are going to be crying and people are going to be laughing. But that's what Joe does every year. Don J. Jones, hat switch, acknowledged, and he's back with us talking MLB, and he's going to have a little splaining to do. He may want to have a little side discussion before we get to it with Tommy Barbie, because he's done this before, and he got his hand wrapped by the ruler. And Dante, um, you're uh, you're going to be under the gun here in a minute or two. First off, let's talk a little bit about uh, some Fans First Sports Network sucks popular news, and that is Crystal Keith. Listen, Crystal's so awesome. I was like, you know, I don't know, like a month ago or something like, Hey, Crystal, you got to do more stuff. Like she needs to do more stuff, but Hey, Crystal, yeah, you got to do more stuff. And this is how I talk to everybody at Southside Sox. You got to do stuff. But I said, Hey, listen, you know, maybe you want to um, share hosting the podcast, maybe do a couple of week, whatever. And her idea coming back at me was, Hey, you know what? I think, I mean, sure. I'll do that too, Brett. I'll take over all your stuff. Cause nobody wants to listen to you. And again, that's, that's tabled, but uh, probably still pending. But <laughs> exactly. But what Crystal is going to do is uh, she put together a podcast concept. It could it's still malleable, but the, the concept is a visiting dugout. And it's going to be our uh, I mean, we're going to do Know Your Enemy. Uh, Brian O'Neill's taking on those for us in print, but in podcast talking to either other fans for sports network sites or uh, folks. Crystal knows, obviously, from the wide world of baseball uh, doing series preview uh, podcast. We don't know if we're going to hit everyone, how often they're going to be. It's uh, still coming together, but this is how Crystal's stepping up and, and, and taking over some podcast action. Listen, you're going to want to listen to those. You know, I'm not saying make Sox popular mothership, you know, uh, uh, optional. Please don't ever do that. But I mean, really, if you got to choose one, you might want to listen to Crystal. Anyway, 
Crystal, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I look forward to seeing that to you know start getting rolling. Yeah, we all know that I am the best host with White Sox podcasts. So looking forward to it. No argument. No argument. She does know the difference between MLB and the MLB. No doubt about it. Um, Okay, listen, uh, again, don't go back and listen to it now. What are you doing? Uh, But, you know, we we address the White Sox and pretty much the AL Central, I think. Maybe we'll touch on it a little bit. But there's a lot to get to because it's all the other five divisions. It's the whole wide world of baseball. Frankly, it's often a lot more interesting to talk about than the White Sox. So that said, uh, let's start digging into, as Adrian Serrano will also join us for the MLB podcast portion of all this. I think he just wants to give us some factoid that he threw in our, our chat about how much money the White Sox are giving A.J. Pollock and Leor Garcia oh. to not play for them, uh, but, you know, noted, and it's disgusting, and we don't really want to be any more depressed about that. But then talking about how good the Yankees are isn't that exciting either. Um Maybe let's talk about where there are some, I mean, maybe some of the, I don't know, the biggest differences. Uh, I don't know. How about this? Let me throw it to the field. What jumps out at you about this MLB season that pertains to our predictions that we want to make sure to catch and that you want to mention right off? And maybe that can spur discussion because it's just too big a world to have to just take on. I will go out on a limb because I'm the only person that picked the Angels to win the West. The reason being that if you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, just like call me crazy, somehow that team should be really freaking good. And they're not, and they haven't been. But this has to be the year that finally they're actually a good team. So I just, I think that resources will get thrown at this team, unlike previous years, where they actually make it work. And Houston, frankly, I think might have some injury concerns as they are getting older. So that is my reasoning for the Angels not blowing everybody out of the water, but just kind of squeaking in that AOS uh, title. Okay, Dante, I threatened you with the floodlight, but I'm going to have, I'm sorry, I got to pull it back and it's going on Tommy because Tommy, at least admit this to me. I'm not saying you're the only one ever in these three years of making these picks, because I think maybe Maliki did it once. You've picked the Angels before. Uh, I That's correct, yes? That is correct, yes. Okay. As long as we know this yeah. is an addiction issue and not, you know, necessarily sober now. I, I took a year off, and now I'm coming back okay. to it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in theory, you're exactly right, because almost every one of our MVP picks, as we'll get to, is either one or the other. So, exactly. Uh, you're right, Tommy, but, you know, you're going to be wrong again. Although, you know, I with relish, it's nice to see, I mean, uh, notes for Crystal on our first podcast. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see Houston just erode and crumble. And, well, sorry, Altuve. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he can strap more things to his body somewhere, and it'll help his uh, um, uh, the 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 uh, rehab of his his new uh, device. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, listen, we we tease it already, so I'm going to just get right to Dante. Dante, uh, no, you did not pick the Cubs to win the division. Stay strong. <laughs> Your friend Tommy <laughs> did that last year. <laughs> but you did pick them to get to the wild card. Uh, some reasoning there besides the fact that, um, you know, a father's love. Um, so my reason for picking Cubs to win the wild card, I mean, not win the wild card, it's almost the exact same as the White Sox, but they're worse. Mm-hmm. Like, my reasoning is they have just enough pieces that I can see them squeaking into the wild card at best. And also, like, it's 
Marcus Stroman is a jerk and he's an idiot, but he throws baseballs good sometimes. Cody Bellinger, if he can rediscover how to play baseball, could be a really good get. Say yes, Suzuki's good at baseball. Dansby Swanson is another asshole that's good at baseball. Like, they remind me of some of the other Cubs teams that were mediocre, but could, like, just fight the fight, scratch and claw the way to, like, not win a division because, but to get it into the wild card. I think the Cardinals are going to be okay. Like, I think that the pitching is my biggest concern for Cardinals. And the Brewers, I think, will win the division handedly. Like, I picked them last year. I was wrong as ever last year. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with being wrong again this year, but I would rather be wrong with the Cubs being better than the Cards than the – um. I mean, better than the Brewers than the Cards being better than Brewers. And as for the rest of that division, we don't need to talk about the rest of that division. When one of those teams is high, third highest pay, paid player, it's Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe at least one person picked the Reds to be the worst team in the National League. So uh, it, it could happen. Poor Joey Votto, but it could happen. Um, Rockies still exist. That's all I have to say. This is true. I mean, that wasn't that. I got to say that was an area. All right, let's jump to it. That was an area <laughs> that where there was some real, um, uh, some real difference in terms of what the, and the worst Nash, Nats, uh, nasty Nats, easy pick, uh, Rockies, Pirates, Reds. Uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, Diamondbacks still exist too. I mean, that's a race to the bottom. Um, I guess there's a, there's a lot of, uh, feasters and a lot of feasties in the NL, but I mean, that, I suppose that's the case in the, in the AL as well. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Other, other, uh, storylines that maybe we need to get to a, a player award or a, a division race that's that jumped out of you or that was a hard pick, uh, for any of you. Yeah, I admire the bravery picking the Angels. I just have to say that much. Um, that's I, I give a lot of credits for that pick. Um, yeah, we we had to have you know someone not pick the Astros. Um, I personally was not brave enough, but I I do like the pick. Um, yeah, I'm not super bearish on the Angels as a team, or I mean, I'm not super bullish as the Angels as a team personally. Um. One team in that division who I do think could make a bit of a surprise postseason run would be the Rangers. Um, really like some of the depth that they've built up recently. They actually spent some money, and um, I, I could see that paying a lot of dividends for them this year. Um, I do think they'll win one of the wild card spots. They'll get a playoff series victory. So I think the Rangers are a team that I'm – um, you know, able to go, um, you know, a little bit out on the limb saying that they're going to surprise some people this year. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention, um, is uh, back when you know, Charlie Tilson was on the White Sox, uh, we were reminded very frequently <laughs> about where he is from. Um, so I'm need to give a warning. I think that, um, Kodai Senga, I'm gonna probably remind you where he's from in Japan. Um, many times throughout his career because he's just a few trains he's like his hometown is just a few train stops away from where i studied abroad when i was over there so i'm gonna be probably pretty annoying with that too and i think he wins rookie of the year this year okay it's fair and, and i have so, to admit when i saw that name pop up i felt very jealous of not having thought of that i'm stupid i may still change it i know where I'm, it's like you know the podcast has been recorded so i can't change. oh forget it come on i'm running the thing i'll change whatever i want so uh i might because I blew, I mean, I, I slept right through that one. Uh, that, that wasn't very wise. Joe, I have to acknowledge, 
that I really appreciate a bold call out of Tommy there. And then you completely undermined yourself by going Rangers in the wild the card. Rangers? Just they should they might think, have all spent all a half million dollars on fire. Like what yeah. they didn't all they did Malachi was just uh, get, Malachi <laughs> picked them to win the West. I know. <laughs> hey, so baseball did what? I, I really yeah. that story. That's he's the he's their pay. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna have to go to one person pick the Rangers. that one. Um, I thought I thought that I would be more uh, on my own picking the Blue Jays in the East, but uh, apparently a lot of people uh, also agree with me that that team is very quietly pretty good at everything. I have them as a wild card. I think that's what I put them. Shout out to Ashley Sanders, not with us on this podcast, not with us in our predictions this year for the first time of of three years, but uh, her MLB, her, <laughs> because she owns the MLB show uh, franchise now, uh, they did simulate the season. This is something I shared with the staff and had the Blue Jays winning 108 games. So, I mean, there, you know, there is a little hype, I guess, around Toronto. I'm not sure how you get to 108, probably for any team, certainly Toronto, but uh oh. Yeah, it's, I guess it's not the, the the sexiest surprise pick. It's no Rangers. Let's put it that way. It's no Rangers. Does I will he say think that, that like, Jacob deGrom is going to be good on the Rangers? Because he's going to just, like, his arm's going to fall off at some point. Was that his thinking? Was like, oh, Jacob deGrom, best pitcher in baseball. But, like, just kidding. His arm is going to fall off this season. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of Mets fever spreading to all the teams, even performing. I also, uh, in defense of uh, Tommy's Angels, they do have now uh, WBC and Team Mexico star uh, Patrick Sandoval coming in hot this year. So that's a 25-year-old that looked really good in a high-pressure situation. So hopefully maybe they can get some other pitchers that can <laughs> pitch halfway as well as uh, Shohei does. <laughs> Tommy faced a firing line, fought it off, got some back from Adrian, I'm going to change my picture to Angels now. I, you know, but again, I just had to get you to admit that this is like every other year thing, Tommy. It is. I, I still I, picked them. I, I, I'm just yeah. like, you have Otani and Trout. There's no reason why, like, every game, there is something that has never happened in baseball that they do, and they still lose the game. Like, I just, it doesn't make sense in my brain that they continue to be this bad having two of the most significant players to play in this generation. Yeah, it's tough to tackle too much of what we did with our MLB MLB picks, of course, um, from the MLB uh, picks, because, you know, all over the place, it's not, you know, I mean, again, keep throwing out, you know, things that pop up. And and certainly we did have some, you know, interesting choices. And again, it wasn't just only Otani versus Trout for MVP, although the majority of people picked one of those two angels. So, Tommy, you're on to something. But uh, in terms of a discussion, take a quick break, come back and and let's go back. I said we weren't going to talk about it, but let's talk about AL Central because we didn't really do it in the White Sox podcast. So we can address it and allow uh, Adrian to get a few digs in on Sox. He didn't because he wasn't able to to get to us for uh, the White Sox and he can throw out his number of $500 million that the White Sox are paying guys who aren't playing for them in 2023 and make us all feel real good. So get your Kleenex uh, tissue box. Oh, that could be a prediction of the sponsor during this break because the Fans First Sports Network does have sponsorship. We are taking a break. We promise we'll be back in a minute and I'll stop talking about it uh, right now. White Sox fans, it is Sox Populi podcast number 141. Where the first 140 come from? Oh, I don't know. Look at our feed. They're there. Check them out. There's a lot of great uh, back issues, as it were. Um, so enjoy it. Maybe even once or twice you'll hear me say the MLB. No, you wouldn't. You'd never hear me say the MLB. I'm just playing with Crystal, but she's still going to hand me for it. Uh, and that, uh, uh, by the way, Crystal O'Keefe, 
hostess of Visiting Dugout. If you're thinking about the Visitor's Dugout or Visiting Dugout, it could still change. Visiting Dugout, uh podcast series we're going to be starting, oh gosh, probably like, you know, I don't know, 24 hours or so, uh, forecasting upcoming opponents, uh, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. You know, I'm, who knows what it's going to be? That's the fun thing. Uh, you don't know what you're getting from Crystal. It's going to be great, great stuff. Listen to it before you listen to me. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Come on, please. All right, um, AL Central. Let's talk about that because we didn't really get down to the nitty-gritty of the AL Central because, you know, <laughs> frankly, who really wants to do that? Uh, That's a death march if you ever... Okay, listen, 22, uh, at least at the time of recording, we had 22 people picking this year. A world record uh, amount of... uh uh, pickers for our uh, prediction little contest here, of which I have never won or come close. Uh, Cleveland was picked by 10 different writers. The White Sox snuck in with seven. Minnesota Twins, uh, sexy, sneaky, popular pick, uh, five. Um, and, you know, we discussed in the White Sox podcast, go listen to it. Not now. Don't pause and listen just later. Uh, you know, the different permutation of how the White Sox can get into the playoffs, even though they win like, you know, 25 games. Uh, so we already covered that, but, um, let's just break down, um, the division. Do, do most of you see this being a tight division? Do you see one of these two teams, whoever you, who you picked, uh, running away with it? Uh, how do you, sh- how do you see the AL Central shaping up? It's going to be one of the most mid divisions we have ever seen in our lifetimes. It's not going to be a fun division. Um, I, I think that was back before the 94 strike. The um, AL West actually had every team under 500 at the time of the strike. I expect there to be a significant chunk of the season where every team is hovering around 500, just fighting to get out of like purgatory, which is everything that they'll be dealing with anyway. Um, like I said in yesterday's pod, I picked the Twins to win the division because the Pablo Lopez has a pretty good arm. You know, that helps. If Byron Bruxton is healthy for 140 games, which not going to happen because he's made out of glass, but if he's healthy for 140 games, he is one of the best players in baseball. And overall, they have a solid, not super, like, great roster. And no one in this division has a great roster. Um, The Royals and the Tigers. Tigers, congrats on being able to host the Miguel Cabrera retirement tour. That's about the best I got for them. And the Royals, we'll check in with them in like four years when the we see what happens with like Bobby Wood Jr. and MJ Melendez and all those people. But it's a three-team race and all three teams are mediocre. That's the only reason they're above the other two teams who are just straight up bad rebuilding. I was going to say that Dante might see have a little simpatico with Crystal um, with the way he's talking because Crystal is envisioning sort of the scenario you put together, which is uh, a, I believe, a below 500 team winning the AL uh, Central. Except, Dante, I got to say, you picked two AL Central teams to make the playoffs. So there's something oh, yeah. going on here with because math or else the, the NL is just going to kick the shit out of uh, the NL, uh, AL all year. I don't, I don't know what it is. But... I'm thinking because okay. I, don't think, I don't think the AL is – as good as the NL this year. Like, it's very top-heavy, and the NL feels a bit more balanced this year. Like, for example, I would love the Angels to be as good as other teams. They have two, uh, probably the two best players in baseball. The issue is that, same issue that similar with the White Sox, the GM's an idiot and does not know how to build a roster that can actually maintain and keep things going when someone gets hurt. Mike Trout gets injured every year. 
Like, that's just a thing. He is one of the best baseball players ever. He also likes to ride, but well, doesn't like to, but he also rides the injury bench pretty often. And they don't have replacements to replace any of his production at all, it feels like. That's like, that's kind of the thing I'm noticing. Like, when we talked about teams in yesterday's pod about the Astros, the Dodgers that can replace players, the Angels aren't one of those teams, the White Sox aren't one of those teams. You have an entire division called the AL Central that's filled with teams that. If two people go down, they're all screwed. And yeah. I don't see that as much in the NL, so that's my main thing. Dante, uh, dragging the AL, seeing the Cubs in the playoffs, I'm going to have to recommend my diagnosis you didn't ask for, more time with Grandma, less time with Pops. Uh, other thoughts uh, on the AL Central from the rest of you in terms of how – do you see this shaking out? Because we didn't really get down to any of the nitty gritty of it, aside from just saying <laughs> White Sox and trying to, some of us trying to hold our laughter and others saying, yeah, it could happen. So I forget that the Royals exist sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. so sick. The Royals just, have Adam Hazley syndrome. Yeah, like I forget they exist. <laughs> um, So that's why, and like the Tigers will be okay. They're not going to be good still. Like, they've got a ways to go before they're good. So, yeah, we're going to finish third, even if we have the most mediocre year. We're at least a little bit above the Tigers and the Royals. Um, it, I, 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 need, I need to interject and point out that among our 22 pickers, nobody, three pick the Tigers, Nobody picked the Royals to be the worst team in the American League, and that's that's crazy. I'm, I'll call it myself because I didn't either. That's crazy because the Royals, well, <laughs> the Royals, that's, all, the Royals. That's, that's also because the A's are paying their entire roster less than Rick Hahn just paid AJ. Exactly. Yeah. Fair. fair, fair, fair. But those three, those those three Tigers picks is like okay. Well, wait. There's another team like right next door in the division that you know they might want to step forward as everyone else. Uh, steps back uh, uh adrian um uh, tommy i mean you know joe's like you know we know who's going to win the al central but uh, uh tommy adrian uh other thoughts about uh adrian you went uh, uh guardians like like the majority um uh, tommy i think you went twins um thoughts on how that's going to wrangle out and is it gonna be close i think it's going to be decently close i have all of the uh top three teams in the al central winning somewhere in the, you know, 80 to 87 range, depending, you know, could swing, you know, but like those are bad teams at the bottom in Kansas city and Detroit, but like, they're definitely going to beat the other three occasionally just because nobody's that good. I pick Cleveland mainly because Cleveland just does everything pretty well. They run the bases. They just stick around in games and they can pitch. And if you can pitch, you're going to win games. Like, uh, I just think that they're the best of the mediocre teams. I don't think they can beat anybody when it comes to actual like talent on the field. As soon as somebody starts hitting homers against them, like it's very tough for them to get back into those games. But um, uh, just the Twins and the White Sox need so much to go perfectly, where the Guardians just don't need the floor to drop out on them. You know, they just need to be okay, and they probably win that division. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting. I haven't really dived into the uh, the AL versus the NL conversation because I think there's like seven good teams in the AL that I would consider like actual playoff contenders. And um, 
might be a team or two less in the NL, but I'd have to really dig in there. But yeah, these new schedules are going to be interesting, and I don't think it helps the AL Central, who is kind of stuffed with teams that don't really want to spend to get better. They want to hope for the best. <laughs> Uh, with the with the power of your angels pick behind you, uh, um, pushing you forward, Tommy, uh, explain to me how the Twins are going to win this division. And that's not yeah, a challenge. I, I I'm think, not trying to challenge you. But. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm actually more, I guess, optimistic about the AL Central than everyone else is in terms of the Twins and the Guardians because I think they are a distinct level above the White Sox in that they have players in the minors that are pretty much ready to go. So even if an injury comes up, we've seen it with the Guardians last year. They have guys that they just throw in. You probably have never heard of them. And they are pitching or hitting incredibly well. The Twins have those guys now um, that are starting to play with regularity. So I think that the drop-off isn't that much, and I do like the additions that the Twins made. The fact that the Guardians just are kind of like, well, things worked out last year. We should be fine. That has never gone well in the last decade of baseball, so that's where I see kind of regression happening there where the Twins have improved. But even with the teams like the Tigers and, to some extent, the Royals, they have so much young talent that I could just see them being those annoying teams that teams like the Sox consistently lose to, just like they have in previous years. So as much as we want to say, oh, you know, the AL Central's mid, so the White Sox should be fine, the White Sox are the definition of mid. They have been the textbook definition for as long as they've been in baseball, and they will continue to be that way. So I don't think we can just assume that the Tigers and the Royals are a tier below the White Sox. I really think it's kind of all three. We we spend all our podcasts, not all, 98% of our podcasts addressing what the White Sox don't do and what they do and how, how, how ridiculously idiotic it is and the fact that they're now paying Leori $11 million not to play for them. And as Adrian's pointed out, that between him and Pollock, they're paying uh, a ton, uh, millions of dollars for negative war. Um, but let, let's and and I think well the majority of us picked uh, Cleveland to win this division. Cleveland they might not have got measurably better. I would argue they got a little better. Okay, let's say the same. They haven't done anything to fall back to the pack. So what would be the thinking that says that Cleveland you know is necessarily going, especially in this division, is going to you know like fall back to earth and now they're an eighty three win team? It doesn't you know I mean I, was it all just luck? It didn't seem like it was just luck. They just they just. Um, they just stuck it to, I mean, the AL Central for sure, and, and really the rest of the American League. Yeah, I think you just just you take away a couple of those little, uh, you know, the gimme wins from the extra AL Central against them. But like, yeah, you're right. Like both both the Twins or the White Sox, were they to win this bad division, need to step up and overcome. Uh, so I mean, Cleveland's just the easy pick because they are uh, they didn't really lose much or gain much the other two teams need a lot to go right but yeah like tommy was saying like would it surprise me if spencer torkelson hits 30 35 home runs this year like no it wouldn't shock me like you know they they have talent bobby witt jr could be a five war player you know like so like that equals more wins and kind of but i think that affects all three teams equally so then again when everything is kind of equal i'll take the team that needs the least to go right um, although they did have a scare today with Tristan McKenzie and that could change the algebra of the division. Um, but 
for everybody. <laughs> you know, that's, we also had, you know, Makata walk out today and that changes things, you know, clearly. So uh, anything could still happen, but if I'm putting my money on it, I'm just going to take the safe bet because I don't trust any of these three uh, organizations to <laughs> do what it has to do to win. You, you those injuries are where I, I think there's a serious concern for the guardians. Cause I mean, that's, they are relying solely on those young arms to kind of carry them through the season. And hasn't stopped him yeah. for like eight years. Though. They do have the best that's player in the division though. So that's got, it's a point for them too. You know, as long as they got uh, Jose Ramirez, like it's going to be, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to roll with them, you know, yeah. it's going to be okay. Like they got the best the guy in the division. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, the most disrespected player in baseball, probably Jose Ramirez. I forgot about that guy for a half a second because, again, the disrespect. Like, oh, yeah, the guy, Josh Bell, oh, wait, Jose Ramirez exists. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, you missed yesterday's podcast, and uh, I need to bring you up to speed. Uh, Yoma Kata, he just says, feel good, not bad. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to play 160 games this year. Feel good, not bad. That's what I my forget this dude. Says. Yeah, I yeah. said the. the... The leg injuries of 2022 are out, and the back injuries of 2023 are in. <laughs> We're moving up. No. Just, just keep wearing the romper. <laughs> I is my best. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's hop to this. Um, uh, World Series picks. Uh, I, I I don't have it in front of me, although I could just um, click it and look. Um, how confident are you in your World Series pick? Is it a no-brainer in your eyes who's going to just cruise the World Series, or do you see this as being some sort of like – you know, classic seven game or, you know, just incredible playoffs where, you know, it, you know, we're going to play into like Thanksgiving because the games, you know, are also close. I am very unconfident. Um, the last time I was correct about a World Series pick was when before I wrote for this blog, um, it was <laughs> 2015 with the Royals. That was the last time I was right. Um, yeah. In fact, two years ago, I picked the Padres and that's who I'm picking this year. And they were very disappointing that year, like perhaps the most disappointing team in all of baseball in 2021. So, but I am picking them again. I do like them a lot. Like, I mean, they re-signed Machado to that big extension. Um, they're getting Tatis back. They're, they got Bogarts. They have a lot of pitching. They, I have a, Punch, at least they're going to make a lot of noise this year. Sox math, Joe, shocks math, Joe Reese's could just have easily said, yeah, I get it right every year, but see, look, and yet we still bring him back every year, even though he never gets the world series, right? What am I thinking? All right, Joe, you're on probation. You've got a year. The Padres better win this year. Uh, Crystal, that's uh, no Crystal's picking all oh, the Astros. Oh, <laughs> the Astros. Yeah. I will mm. see. I just think that they have one year left because a good okay. point was made earlier. They're getting old. Um, I say they've got one year left of winning and that's only because I want Jose Abreu to win his ring and then I can just wipe the Astros out of my mind completely. Mm -hmm. I also picked the Astros, uh, less about Jose Abreu, although I think that does help, but it just, in the end, we just saw in the WBC and it comes true more often than not. You just need to pitch well ultimately to win and their pitching staff is just so good top to bottom. They just like, they don't have holes like, <laughs> like other teams have, like all of their relievers. I think there's like two guys, all of 22 that like pitched, uh, you know, over a certain amount of innings that had a above three and a half ERA. Like they just, 
whatever they do down there, it works for them. And the pitching staff is solid from, you know, top to bottom. And I think that again, it's, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited for this playoffs, regardless of what happens with this 2023 White Sox season. I think there's a lot of really good teams at the top of the MLB right now. So I think there's going to be some great matchups come playoff time. Um, but we just got to watch the White Sox, unfortunately, until it happens. <laughs> now, Dante, uh, you, unlike Joe, you think the Padres are the, the class of the NL and they're going to just sort of go number one seed and go all the way to win the world series. You just don't see much of an obstacle, especially with the the big brother Dodgers, or you think they got that, they shook that yeah. off last year by beating them in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that helped a lot. And also like, I just want the Padres to win because I like teams to spend money. And the more often we have teams to spend money winning, the more often and more likely it is for people to say in other organizations, say the five AO central teams, that maybe we should spend on winning because that works. Also, I picked the Astros to be the team they beat because I love you, Jose, but um, sometimes you got these teams have to take L's. Also, I picked Jordan Alvarez as MVP. So, Colin, um, let's go. That's a, um, I can't think of what, consolation. That's a consolation prize for them. So, congrats. You finally get your MVP, but um, you do not get a ring. And, in fact, I think the Padres will win 106 games, probably something like that. Some ridiculous number. They just have a team that's built to, like, if everything goes right, to win. Now, as we've seen in 2021, shit can hit the fan real quick. As we saw in 2022 with Fernando Tatis Jr., mm-hmm. sometimes shit can hit the fan real quick. So we're going to have to see what happens. I still just think that it will happen, though. Uh, Dante Jones waving the red cape in front of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. We do have someone joining us very late in the podcast in the uh, a new addition to the Indianapolis field office. Please do explain Crystal O'Keefe. Yeah. Hi. She was whining. This is Willow. She's a Hey, Willow. She's Willow waiting. wants teams to spend too. And she was whining at my feet. So she's now joining <laughs> late in the game. Snapshot. Uh, speaking of teams that spend money, and let's not dig into how dirty that money is, because Lord knows Brett's going to get yelled at. Tommy Barbie picks the New York Mets to win the World Series. Please That's to explain, right. Tommy Barbie. Speaking of spending money, I Steve Cohen will spend over billions of dollars if he has to to get a damn ring this year. I that man will run out onto the field kidnap players, bring them back to Flushing <laughs> to play for a Mets. He will not care. This is their year. And also, the NL East disrespect has to stop, because I think that's one of the most underrated divisions between the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets. Like, that's a very stacked division that more yeah. folks should be talking about. Let me make something clear, Tommy. The Tomahawk Chop is fucking bullshit, and I fucking yes. hate it and it's got to stop yes. but the fact that nobody like nobody's picking it i, I know uh, uh joe had him as the best in the, in the league and and there were a few pick nobody's I picking picked ronnie as the mvp for the league because okay. i saw him hit a ridiculous bomb i think they're gonna mess like i think they have a chance to win the division like when i went, I went dodgers over them in the playoffs so good 
I think I, the Braves I think, just will smoke the Dodgers if that happens. I think I think the house money is the Dodgers, but uh, to the Mets, Cohen just wants to he wants that trophy before he's got to go back to trophy. jail. All right, never went back. Yes. He never went to jail. Don't <laughs> don't sue me, Cohen. Uh, anyway, all right, that that's a whole nother topic, and I will never be invited on any Mets podcast. I'm sorry, Mets. Um, uh, anyhow, well, geez, man, we talked a lot about the White Sox still, even in this podcast. Something we missed here. Do we need to address more about this coming season? We didn't really talk rookies or anything, but ah, it's such a crapshoot. Probably easier to read than talk about. But what did I miss? Shohei. <laughs> yes. Now that's a real good head-to-head MVP pick. I think Shohei yeah, clearly got more uh, votes. In fact, whoa, oh my goodness, wait a minute. Only a couple Mike Trout picks? <clears throat> If Shohei stays, okay. if Shohei stays healthy, like if they're gonna give it to him, especially after the WBC. Like normally, you would wonder if they have like the two year in a row fatigue thing, but like because he's coming in so hot, uh, they're gonna give it to him as long as he doesn't uh, die. <laughs> he's gonna get the Wait, WBC bump seven months yeah. later. <laughs> we forget yeah. about um one Arson Judge who won MVP <laughs> last year. Yeah, so that's true. But, but that's also more of a reason why they're going to give it to Shohei. Exactly. Now. That's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, Judge, Aaron Judge got the skip, got saved Shohei. He gave him a skip year. So it means that Shohei has a chance to win it this year. I'm still going Jordan Alvarez, but you know, Shohei's really high up on that list. Shohei's a literal Disney prince. Like, he's just perfection, and I love him. And like, I'm not. Clearly, I'm not very patriotic for this country. So I was like really pulling for Japan anyway. I love Japan. (laughs) So um, I am just Shohei all the way. It's all I want to watch is him all year. That's podcast host Crystal O'Keel visiting Dugout, coming to a podcast on Sox Populi near you. Listen, you got to listen. It's your duty. Not your patriotic duty, it's your duty. Listen to this doggone podcast. Uh, yeah, isn't it cool? Not to say that there are a lot of villains who are the best players or whatever, but it's really cool to have a guy who I think, Crystal, you put it perfect. It's really a sort of a, a hero. And then you got a cross-cultural hero. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I we hope the next hero is going to be just as, as great as him, but it's really cool right now for as long as this is going to be to have a guy who's like, wow. I mean, how can I you think, not You can be. Yeah, I think he's going to be the one that like really helps grow the game. I know we talk about like certain players certain nationalities like expanding this game making it not just a bunch of like dudes from like america i think shohei's going to be the one that like really just breaks it open and Mm. other kids can realize hey i could i could be a baseball player one day like otani like he's the hero that we needed monday we had our sharing socks uh season predictions uh podcast uh tuesday was white socks today of course is uh mlb tomorrow pre-game podcast of seasons upon us well a post-game podcast as well somewhere in there this rumored visiting dugout's going to be uh playing with crystal you know again all your listenership go there come on you listen to me for pause this go listen to her right now if it's already up go listen to her right now uh and then you know uh we've got the home opener coming so we got podcasts just coming i mean you're not going to know what to do with all these podcasts, but lucky you on Sox Populi and Fans First Sports Network. Uh, thanks to the five of you for joining me here on this one. Uh, let's do this again real soon. Uh, too many, so let's take a little break, but uh, uh, real soon. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be back sooner than you're ready for.